So welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast, and today we're talking about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So they made another one of these. The first one, hmm, it's not that bad of a movie. They made another Venom movie, which I thought they should not have. The previous movie sets up a storyline. I think it was a after credit scene. Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy's character, goes to visit Woody Harrelson, Cletus Cassidy, Carnage, and he doesn't know why. Woody Harrelson is a serial killer in this, so he's trying to figure out why. It just kind of ends there. So this one picks up where that leaves off, but there's a lot of nonsense that happens at the very beginning of the movie. So there's just dual personality, whether it be Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock's character, and then Venom. The first maybe 30 minutes of the movie, Tom Hardy wigging out about what's going on with Venom. Venom wants to eat people. And he's saying no, and that's like really the first 30 minutes of the movie. And and then what shows up in the last movie is his character is asked to interview Woody Harrelson, Cletus Carnage's character. And while just spouting off at the mouth, meaning Woody Harrelson's character, he gets into a tussle with Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock's character, and bites him. And then that turns him into Carnage. So, Matt... How do you feel about Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Oh, gosh. Like, after seeing the oh, first oh, Venom, I was on, like... Hold on, I forgot to mention that Naomi Harris is in this. It was like, hold on, he set up the X-Men in this joint? <laughs> because she just has some weird superpowers. At the very beginning... They use the word mutant yeah, in a Sony film. At the very beginning of the movie, Naomi Harris is also in the same jail as Woody Harrelson. And I think she's being hauled off, and then... She starts talking about mutants? Set up the X-Men? Like, does Sony have rights to the X-Men? What the heck is going on? Then she does something in the van. I guess causes people to have hearing problems. And they shoot her. And then... She's like Banshee. It was weird. But anyway, how do you feel about Venom, Let There Be Carnage? I was skeptical after the first movie, especially the teaser scene. But I think they push this character a lot quicker than they had to. They probably honestly could have delayed his appearance until part three and chosen another villain. I was not very impressed with, I guess the character's name is what, Shriek? There was no formal introduction on how she got her power. She just yeah, happened to it, have it's, it. It's Shriek. Go ahead. And then through the movie, it was just, she was a side chick. That's all she was. As far as character, I mean, there wasn't really any development. She was just there. There wasn't any deep connected tissue as far as with carnage regarding the violence of carnage because i actually have the comic book when it first came out so seeing what he actually did in the comic books what he did to the movie they did a pretty good job as far as drawing the line of his type of insanity Mm -hmm. uh woody harrelson in my opinion was probably the highlight of the film although in the comic book i think they blended a lot better than they did in the movie and you're right as far as the first part of the movie it was like the odd couple You know, he wants to do this. She wants to do that. They break up. They come back. They're teamed up. And but even in the comic book, like Venom gets his ass whooped. Venom could not beat Carnage by himself. So I'm very surprised. Well, maybe not because it's Sony, of course, because they they try and make a quick buck that they wouldn't have a portion where Carnage comes by later and Mm -hmm. develop Venom a little bit more. That way he does encounter Carnage and can't beat him and then integrate Spider-Man 
into this spidey verse that kind of got me as far as the action of it there's only one big action scene in the end which was kind of like cgi well the same thing uh, kind of happened in the first movie that there was that long sequence where they were fighting on top of the rocket or something or a launch pad and yeah i think aside from that like whatever that chase scene was in the first movie I mean, the prison scene was nice just to see Carnage just tear everybody up. I'm sorry. If I was a cop after the first couple bullets and he didn't move, oh, I, I'm gone. I'm outie. Mm-hmm. I am outie. You're like, hello. Although, <laughs> yeah. Although he did some weird Tasmanian devil stuff where he created a hurricane. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Outside of that, I mean, Woody Harrelson is just my, my highlight of this movie. There's just so many different ways that they could have went with the Venom character, and if I have to see another Venom movie where he fights another symbiote over and over again, just a different color, just a little bit angrier, it's going to get stale very quickly because I was not impressed by this one at all. Yeah, because in the Um, first movie, Venom was the outcast of the symbiotes. It's a big bad symbiote, and this movie is also a big bad symbiote. (laughs) I'm going to say that I did not like this. I think from a direction level, so... Andy Serkis directed this. Andy Serkis as in Gollum, Andy Serkis. I don't really get a good... Yeah, yeah, I don't really get a good sense of his... And also Snoke. He was also Snoke. (laughs) Really? Really? Yeah. The voice of Snoke and kind of like the body double for Snoke. But yeah. So I don't really get a good sense of his direction because he also directed that other Jungle Book movie that just wound up on, I think, Netflix at some point because the Disney one was okay. <laughs> He's directed some stuff, but I think from a direction standpoint, that first, like, 20, 30 minutes is bad. It's, it's not a good movie. Just, like you said, not a couple, at some point, he's showing up at a costume party. And people are like, oh, great costume, bro. Okay, Let's talk about that scene. I just kind of felt it was a little forced, just like uh, in in Avengers where they had the all-women scene and then all of a sudden they have this scene and then there's some this political, you know, yeah. political background message slash empowerment. And I'm just like, stop it to just like sneak it in there like that. I mean, it's quite obvious what, what they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, issue with that part, it just felt out of place. So it- you can kind of see the intentionality of certain things in movies. So just like you pointed out, it felt forced. It felt like that was just something they had put on a whiteboard to say, we must have something, a scene about diversity and inclusion. Somebody wrote a part and then stuck it into a movie and it doesn't really flow well, but we checked off a box. Somehow, some way, somebody that feels very passionate about that showed up and supported Venom, like no, and people aren't doing that. And hashtag like, yeah. hashtag diversity and inclusion for Venom and and Carnage, or let there be Carnage, whatever the heck it is. But uh, same thing with Naomi Harris's character; she just kind of felt out of place. Thing for me is just like really the direction, and I think Tom Hardy also has a writing credit for this. I'm not sure how much he has done writing in the past, but I assume some of the banter from the part that I don't like is mainly his ad-lib improvisation and him getting the credit for that. I would probably say I like the first movie better, and I don't like that movie. I really don't like the first movie, and like this one is somehow worse. I was just saying about Woody Harrelson, and 
but again, I don't like this movie. <laughs> like, and so it's like dialogue, the direction. Woody Harrelson is probably the best thing about the movie. Eddie Brock kind of whiny talk is annoying that Tom Hardy's doing. The Venom voice is really annoying. I think Mike brought that up. It's like, why did they change it? So like now it's more Tom Hardy as opposed to some vocal chain plug-in. And I'm like, I don't like that either because it just sounds off compared to the first movie. And then I think the explanation was that Venom calmed down <laughs> and he's more himself. I'm like, no, this is still just out of place. And again, I don't like this movie. I didn't like the first movie. And hopefully there'll be some better movies coming out soon. As far as the spoiler scene, they made it very vague so you can kind of come up with your own interpretation of exactly what's happening and how did it happen and who created it. Hmm. I mean, there's very strong rumors as far as what's going on, who's going on, and the whole thing about the symbiotes have like thousands and thousands and thousands of years of experience. And for you to interpret why he liked Spider-Man, as long as they don't bring back the old Venom, I'm okay. Toe for Grace or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so the, trying to set up this spider-man verse which also somehow maybe tie into spider-man no way home i don't think venom's gonna be making a cameo on that but there maybe after that spider-man no way home movie like somehow that morbius movie has some spider-man stuff in to it and then somehow all that ties into the marvel stuff and it really doesn't matter to me like again i was like hold on are they introducing mutants (laughs) i think they did they used the word mute he was like my mutation i'm like oh hold on like you got the x gene and what's going on (laughs) did you catch on with at the end with the guy with the blue eyes yeah yeah yeah. You know what that's about? I uh, do not know. So there's another symbiote by the name of Toxin. Like, I mean, some of the Venom backstory, I know Venom, Spider-Man, Carnage, and that's kind of like where it stops. That guy, the detective, he's actually, in the comic book, he is uh, Toxin, which is another symbiote. Oh, um, I, I don't know if he's an anti-hero. I, I don't know. I didn't follow him too much. But I'm just like, oh, great. They're going to do another symbiote? I'm like, why Why are we doing this? It's just over and over again. It's just continuously like, stop it. I don't know why we're doing this. It's Now it's becoming repetitive. I mean, there's just so many ways they can go around this. There's multiple storylines or things that they can inter- intertwine. But what I don't understand is how he got infected with a symbiote when he wasn't anywhere really close to Venom, one. And then two, the only... Interaction he had was, uh, was it Shriek or Sheik or whatever the heck? Shrek. Yeah, well, it yeah. says Shrek, Shriek. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Shrek, Shriek. Like, how did she infect them when she didn't have a symbiote in her? So, it's just so fucking weird. I'm just like, okay, I get that you're trying to drop these Easter eggs, but it wasn't very Marvel smooth. Like, Marvel can be smooth about their Easter eggs. They can by paying attention. This one's like forced. Like, all right, let's devote a whole scene, give this guy blue eyes, same guy as the comic book, and then that's it. Yeah, and it seemed like they what? didn't learn anything from the, the, heck, the Amazing Spider-Man series. So it's like, there's some level of polish that you should have had probably since like 2013, like whenever that movie came out. You should be able to produce movies and have kind of a cohesive set of 
ideas about integrating other characters into it. But this one just felt like, hey, well, we got to do what we can because we only have the Venom license. <laughs> and obviously, Marvel and Sony are collaborating with the Spider-Man stuff, but it just felt a little off. And the same thing with the first movie. Just felt like they were just throwing things in just to have them in there. And then the the whole relationship stuff that his former ex-girlfriend is now getting married. I'm like, eh, don't really care. Like, Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care much about that plot at all. And as far as the actual movie itself, it seems like Sony did every, the whole movie and then Marvel did the credit scene. That's what it seemed like to me because there was no smoothness, no forcing everything that Sony did. And then Marvel is pretty slick with it towards the end. And I kind of like that. But so this is what we have, I guess, for the meantime until Marvel decides to buy out Sony. But there's no point because they have access to the character and they're providing the direction. Matt, what score would you give Venom? Let there be carnage. Or let there be. Bad, I will let there be what toxin, whatever it's called. But go ahead. I would give this a five. I really wasn't impressed by this movie. I like the first one better. I think mainly because it was new to me, but this one, nah, I'm definitely not watching it again. I wouldn't watch it if it was free. I don't think I'd even watch it on CBS at this point. It just, it wasn't very, a very good movie, in my opinion, as far as character development at all. The violence was on point and it walked the fine line between PG-13 and R, but uh, if they really, really wanted to capture the essence of Venom, I think they could have developed his character a little bit more, put a little bit more at stake, and then on top of that, be a little bit more brutal like he was in the comic book. But, I mean, it made $90 million over its first weekend, so that's a success in their books. Although I don't know how much it costs to make. I'm going to give this a four. And, again, like you said, I like the first movie better. The first movie is a much better constructed movie, even though it's the origin story and you kind of spend the first half of that movie with either Michelle Williams character and Tom Hardy breaking up and then him just kind of having a hard time. And then all the stuff going on with the, the symbiotes and Riz Ahmed's character, just kind of generic bad dude. It's a better movie, even though the Tom Hardy split personality with Venom gets on my nerves and it really gets on my nerves in this movie mainly because nothing really happens in the first 20 to 30 minutes of let there be carnage so he's having breakfast that counts venom gets the mail for him and he's somewhat nice <laughs> that kind of reminds me of um fantastic four where he's just doing random things with yeah. his stretchy body yeah i think this whole Spider-Man verse needs to center around Spider-Man and not some of the B-tier characters. And not to say Venom's a B-tier character, but this movie is a B-tier movie. Like, nobody's going to break their neck when you can probably go see Spider-Man in about two months. And yes, this movie did well, did well during the pandemic. It beat out Shang-Chi. I mean, this movie's just bad. If this movie's winning, it just means the state of movies are in a bad place. That's really no. The James Bond movie comes out. That will make money. That will make money. But I think it'll do well. Yeah, I'm talking about this movie. Venom Let It Be Carnage just means that movies in general are not in the very good space. I mean, they were supposed to be movies that came out 2021. They either got pushed or got delayed or got delayed during filming. But I guess we got that. 
talking about uh, well Bond, Dune, Spider-Man, Eternals, and The Matrix. And I think that's like the only important movies. And I hope The Matrix does not turn out to be like Mortal Kombat. Uh, I just really hope it's like that Mortal Kombat movie is so disappointing. That's going to be my... That was a horrible movie. It might be number one in my top ten bad movies of this year. So the worst movies. But all right. That's the Beast Game Podcast.